Welcome back to Part of the Story, Red Deer Public Library's official podcast, and we are in season two. I'm one of your hosts, Claire Brown, and I'm excited to be back. Today, we welcome back our newly minted public services manager, Karina Fulton. Thank you so much for joining us again today. Thanks for having me back, Claire. It's weird because the last podcast we had, it, we were talking about change, mm-hmm, we and did. we didn't we didn't know. No, we did not know because <laughs> we were talking about small, like yes. library space changes yeah. or service changes. And then it was like, oh, actually, yeah. we're going to change your whole life yes. is what we're going to like, do. Like, you know, I've changed, I've changed a cupboard at my house yeah. or something easy. Yeah, that something you can control. Yeah. Exactly, yes. And you had said at that time that you liked change. I do. That you, you sort of thrive upon change. Yes. But when it's change in terms of upheaval, do you feel the same way? Um, I still love change. I do, for a lot of reasons. I don't consider COVID change, though. I consider okay. COVID chaos. Okay. <laughs> and the reason I do, the reason I do is it, of course, creates change, yeah. which to me, then, if I, if I segment it that way, it's easier for me to manage. So you can so get the, it in pieces. Exactly. So I take it in pieces. So COVID itself was total chaos. Yes. It remains, in my mind, total chaos. Yes. I think we've all settled a little bit, but it is chaos because anything can change tomorrow. Yeah. As you know, here at the library, <laughs> we had to make changes pretty abruptly, as yeah. most places did. Yeah. Some place was open one day and the next day everybody's gone. <laughs> yeah. Those kind of things. That to me is just pure chaos. Yeah. And that remains the same. Anything can happen at any time. I think the only difference is is now we're prepared that anything can happen <laughs> at any time, but we're no more prepared in any other way. That's true. So I find that the the chaos created change, necessary change. Yeah. Not all good change. Yeah. Some good things. I think we've learned a lot of things that we can do. Like streamlining service. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And even, you know, how we how we communicate to each other yeah. and how we were able to have meetings and how everyone was working from home. Those things never really even crossed our minds before. Yeah. So the fact that we could do that, I think, was good. So for me, the chaos kind of just like brought the building down, not literally. <laughs> not <And> yet. Not <laughs> yet. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, it kind of brought everything down. And in some ways, I think people, whether it's their work life or their personal life or whatever their situation, they had to kind of start with a new foundation yeah. and kind of rebuild how they do things. I know for myself, even how I worked at home every day, I had to create a new normal which is by the way yeah. one of my least favorite words oh i know or this is right a new now. precedent or this is unprecedented <laughs> and, and as yeah, much as we that. do have to talk about what it looks like in the future yeah. that going forward term is also yeah. one of my least favorite things those words should be removed from the dictionary well and point. we've learned going forward is no guarantee no it is like not. we would have no. never imagined that life would have so abruptly no. been yeah, thrown into are, chaos in we March. are in the boat yeah. and we have the oars yeah and we're moving but we're not necessarily going anywhere yeah. because everything keeps pushing back yeah. and pushing back. Are there waves? Is there wind? Exactly. Do we have a sail? <laughs> yeah. And we are blown about by every wind. Um, so, yeah. So I don't consider COVID change. I consider COVID chaos. I do still like change. Yeah. Because to me, change is still more manageable. And 90% of change is your attitude. It's a good way of looking at it, though, because when people think about COVID, they just think about the changes that it's brought to their lives. They haven't really thought about, well, this was chaos and this was survival and you're trying to manage the, like a to-do list basically. Like, what can I manage today? I'm not gonna cure COVID. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not gonna be able to, you know, fix this or that, but like, what can you manage? What is the change that you can manage that day? Absolutely. And and if you have that success on that day, honor that success that you've had on that day. You know, for me, 
I got into a routine where, I mean, I still got up every day and I still did all my normal things and I still got dressed and I still did my hair. Yeah. I didn't wear mascara for like four months. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you, that's my treat now <laughs> to have a day where I don't have to wear mascara yeah. is a great day for me. That is my little small victory in those things. But getting into that routine and being able to do that little thing every day. Yeah. Those were my little successes. I did something similar when we were working from home. Like we obviously, I don't think we all worked like a nine to five because right. you had to take breaks. Maybe you had need to go for a long walk in the mm-hmm. afternoon and, and just sort of decompress. But it's like, yeah, I'm going to get up. I'm going to shower. I'm going to get dressed. Yeah. I'm going to I'm have small act intentions. like I'm going somewhere else today. I'm even have if small I'm living in my living for room. my day. Yeah. I mean, my biggest, one of my biggest, I think, thrills of COVID is that I, I found out what um, stretchy pants were. Like <laughs> leggings. I yeah. Because I've never actually owned a pair before, but holy hell. Like, yeah. Huh, They're happy. magic. They yeah. are magical. <laughs> and they are, again, one of those things. I have to find something positive to look back on. Yeah. So a non-mascara day is a treat for me. And yeah. a, a stretchy pant day is a treat for me. I mean, my whole year was not crap. My year yeah. started out wonderful. <laughs> and so I have, Fair, to, yeah. I have to honor that part of the year. Yeah. Understanding that the rest has been kind of just And I think chaotic. it's been hard. Yeah, I think it's been hard because generally speaking, like I'm one of those people who have been extremely fortunate during COVID. Like more or less my life has not been up. Like... Life is upended, but yes. my personal life, I can still get one day to the next right. and survive and, mm-hmm. and find small happinesses or even large happinesses yes. and, you know, new, new normals. Mm-hmm. I hate that mm-hmm. term. But, like, going for a walk every day in, like, March and April mm-hmm. um, with my best friend was just – it was – so necessary and something that we had never done Mm because you like feel like you needed to do something right oh we have to go to this place or do dinner or whatever Mm -hmm. it is it's like well let's just wander around the neighborhood oh yeah (laughs) well people i think went back to the basics of happiness and what or whatever felt good to them whether it was a I mean, at, at my house, we would do that every day. Just We always called it just to move the emotion. Yeah. Because things do, you know, you're stressed yeah. about your work and you're worried about people you work with and you're worried about the situations. And, and so, in those early days, you're watching those updates oh my gosh. and you're refreshing Twitter and you're doing I all those things. I still remember going home. It was right before we closed to the public and my person was already working from home. And I remember walking in and him saying, Karina, you'll never believe this. There's 265,000 cases in the world. Yeah. Can you imagine? Now it's like 30 million. I know. But it seemed just ridiculous to me. And I said, oh my gosh, what is actually happening right now? And then everything just, and now I'm sorry, it sounds terrible. But when someone's like, you know, it's whatever million, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, but It's like 27 billion now. It's craziness to me. Yeah. It becomes background. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, in some ways, kind of scares me a little bit. But it's that, human nature. I think it's compartmentalization. Absolutely. Like, absolutely it you is. You can't think of those numbers. And people <laughs> do get used to things. Yeah. And, yeah, you do have to find a way that you can kind of manage every day and not be mm-hmm. overwhelmed by that. Because I do know that anxiety over COVID itself is a huge thing. Yeah. And it's a horrifying thing to be that anxious about what can happen. Yeah. Um, well, it's something you can't see. Exactly. Like, it's not like, oh, like, there's a bear running towards me. I'm going to get out of the way. Mm -hmm. It's, you can't, you don't know. Maybe it's that interaction you had at the grocery store. Maybe it's whatever. So if Mm -hmm. you live your life, it's, it's, it's just too hard. So I think humans have to compartmentalize. I think it's overwhelming. And that is part of that compartmentalizing. Like, what am I doing to control this myself? Yeah. What am I doing to get through every day? Like you had mentioned, what is my nice thing I can do for myself today? And how can I manage to try and see something positive when there is a lot of negative stuff yeah. going on right now. 
And there was those little tiny victories that kind of keep you going. Because if you stop and look back, which I only suggest in case you want to see how far you've come. <laughs> yeah. But when you stop and look back, you can kind of go, okay, so this has not been wonderful. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and you don't want to be selfish and not consider other people yeah. because there's a lot of, like, I am very fortunate, Knockwood, that I don't have, I don't know anyone who has COVID yeah. or who has had COVID. I don't want to be one of those people. I certainly don't want anyone in my life or in my work life to get this. Yeah. And, but that to me, even, you know, it might sound selfish is a bit of a small victory. That, yeah. You know, I'm feeling very fortunate that I still have this. Yeah. And, you know, I have a house that I'm in and I fortunate, you know, I'm, I'm again, like you said, my life didn't change that much. Yeah. It's not like I was out living like the nightlife. No. Yeah. Like, I'm not hanging out at stuff. the clubs every night. But it was interesting, this change in like anxiety levels. So yes. we worked the last weekend, Karina and I worked the last weekend uh, that the library was open and like, it was a weird vibe. People were strange. They were stocking up on stuff. There was, there was definitely a vibe happening. Mm-hmm. And then we were one of those places that abruptly closed. Yes. Uh, libraries in the province closed. Um, school closure was that Sunday afternoon, yes. I think, yeah. announced. Pretty much so, immediate. Yeah, so everything was just closing mm-hmm. at the same time. And, like, it was shocking sort of in the moment. Like, oh, my gosh, like, the library closes? Mm-hmm. Like, and we're not closing, you know, like, we've had weird closures for, like, power stuff mm-hmm. or, like, yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, normal stuff. Yeah. But the idea of, like, we're closing and we don't know when. I know. It was horrifying. Yeah. So, like, the idea that we had to shift, like, libraries everywhere Mm -hmm. had to shift and decide what happens now. And in basically five minutes, Mm -hmm. like, people were still going to be asking questions on Monday. Yes. Like, so how do you, from Sunday to Monday, shift that over? Like, did you feel pressure to have that plan on Monday morning? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Sunday was a very long day. Yeah. A very long day. But you start right at the core. So what's the first thing that's going to happen Monday morning? People are going to want to know where you are. Yeah. So figure out that first. And this is where we are. And this is how we're going to, you know, this is what we'll respond. Figure out the phone immediately. So when someone phones, we can get, how do they talk we can to, us? get yeah. to a voicemail and we can call people back. And I will say the first probably week or so for me was calling people back and explaining what the situation was. Yeah. Most people, of course, understood. Everything was closed. Yeah. <laughs> so we were closed They probably as would well. have been surprised had exactly. they shown up and, and we were And then also working point. out, you know, how can we sign out books and how can yeah. we register customers. But it's amazing the amount of things you can come up with quickly. Prison ingenuity. <laughs> when you do not have an, an <laughs> yeah. option. Yes. Yeah. And you know what I think it is? Is you don't overthink it. And yeah. that's been a big thing for me is that I don't have to overthink this and try to figure out what if this happens? What if this happens? Well, you know what? What if it doesn't? Yeah. And really to me, as panicked as it was, it became a more positive spin on it for me because it wasn't about, oh, well, what it doesn't if have this to be happens? perfect. It's going gonna, it's gonna to yeah. work. And at the end of the day, if someone gets their book, someone gets their question answered, it doesn't matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's all that matters to yeah. them. And our customers are never responsible for the how. Yeah. So for us, I wanted to make it as seamless looking as possible. Even from the outside, not, yeah. <laughs> but from the outside, at the end of the day, as long as they got what they needed, yeah. that's all they needed to see. That's I true. Don't, even though everybody, I think everywhere, customers, patrons, what have you, understand the difficulties, I, I don't want them to have to, they're not part of our issues. They're not part of the problem. They're not, you know, they're not yeah. in the mix. We don't have to, our end result is to get them what they need. So figure out a way to get that. The and how I, we get there. Exactly. Is, how do you get yeah. there? But we did have to do everything really, really fast. Yeah. Which I think sort of pushed us forward in, in different ways too. Absolutely. Like the idea that like suddenly you could 
sign up online for a library card, which was something that has been chatted about in Mm -hmm. library land these many years. And it was just like, how are we going to do that effectively? And to just be like, we're going to do it this way. It's the simplest, most straightforward way. Let's just do it. It, It's prison ingenuity. Oh, absolutely. It's like a like. I mean, people don't see what it is, but on our side, it's a simple way of doing it. And we yeah. probably would have overcomplicated it had we been like, okay, six yes. months from now, yeah. we're going to offer this online mm-hmm. and yeah. it's going to be... And I've always, for as long as I can remember, been very proactive, like, you know, let's figure it out now so we're ready yeah. and not reactive. I don't care for reactive. Yeah. However, in this case, had reactive yeah. worked <laughs> yeah. for a lot of things. And it wasn't without bumps and stumbling blocks. Yeah. And sometimes we had to go, okay, that wasn't great. Let's do yeah. this. Or refine things a little bit. Yeah. But we did it, and we did it quickly, as quickly as we could. <laughs> and it was. It was, again, it took us down to a foundation where we could go, okay, scrap all of ju- the rest of the junk. It doesn't matter. And figure out how we can do this and how we can do it quickly. Yeah. And it was. I thought it was some of the stuff. I mean, again, it's very simple. It's, 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 it's in most simple form. But it worked. Yeah. And that's what we had. So we had something to offer. Yeah. And, like... So recently there was an article that came out. I don't know if you saw it, but it was how public libraries play a vital role in restoring the economy. It was in the Globe and Mail. And they described libraries as being facilities that function as anchors to their community. Mm-hmm. And I like, I had never really thought about it that way. But when you think about what libraries offer to a wide range yes. of people, some place to be, some place to use the computers, yeah. somewhere to study English, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So you are an anchor of your community. How did you feel sort of... Because we sort of untethered from that a little bit for a little while Mm -hmm. because we couldn't. We couldn't be that anchor in the community. Mm -hmm. Did you worry that coming back, we wouldn't be able to find that place or that we wouldn't be able to transition? I didn't worry that we wouldn't find the place. I worried, and I didn't worry that people would forget about us. I don't think that happened. In fact, I got the impression more people were like, oh, by the way, you're still there. Uh, Thank goodness. Yeah. Because, again, people had to go back to that foundation for entertainment. Yeah, they had to do things for their kids for school. How do I find something? Yeah, exactly. So I think our anchor may have changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. I did worry and still worry about some of our trans- transitional customers, which I'm happy to see are starting to you know come back to the doors and they're getting a better idea of how to use the library and how yeah. it can work differently for them, and that we can answer still answer some questions and offer some assistance, or even just like sometimes they just want to say hi and exactly have and a little interaction with a familiar too. face. Yes, and, absolutely, yeah. and that's been so. I do think. They're still there. I just think the anchor changed. And I think we we got a lot of new customers who before, they knew we were here, obviously, yeah. because they came to us when they needed us. <laughs> but they, they're they using it differently now. And again, they, maybe they used it for entertainment. Maybe they needed it for schooling, whatever their needs yeah. were. Bored. We had a lot of customers. Like, bored. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. A lot of customers were coming back just for that. Yeah. Is there customers I worried about? Yeah. And I still worry about the same customers. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And I don't, you have some figures in front of you. Do you do. know how many people got library cards online with yes. us over so, COVID? So now so keep in mind that some of our customers have changed from our certain, with the profile that we set up for right. doing online me- memberships have now switched over. So um, our current amount of users that still have that um, COVID membership. <laughs> yeah. COVID, I don't want to call it a COVID membership, but um, our online membership. Yeah, it's just under 500. <laughs> it looks like total, though, we were just about 628. Um, 628 memberships online yes. in really, what, a three month ish, um, three and a half well, month? That went, well, I, we continue went right going. to the beginning yeah. of September because we're okay. still doing it. Yeah. So somewhere in there, again, I don't have a perfect number because we've started to switch over. Also, we were still 
registering children and teens as children and teens. So oh, they didn't fall into they that didn't. registration category. Yeah. And then, of course, we did some renewals in there. And we pretty much did whatever we could to get somebody a card. Probably between like seven and 800 then when you think about would, renewals, children's and teens. Yes, altogether. I would go over. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I've got two Hard to say. numbers. But so. it's. It's nice that people found us, that they were like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Where do I where do I get that support for school? Mm-hmm. Or I'm bored. How do I read a book exactly. now? Yeah. Library. So our customer base, <laughs> I think, will, has changed to some yeah. degree. And again, our more of our transitional group, the ones who have learned a new way to use the library are still here. Mm-hmm. Others that may use the library more of just, you know, as their own anchor of somewhere they can yeah. go every day and somewhere in that routine. I do miss those customers a lot. The ones who would just normally come in just for the sake of coming yeah, in. Yeah, they'd come get a coffee, exactly. walk through and the I, branch. I was, quite, yeah. I was more concerned until I found out the amount of agencies that had made provisions for folks during yeah. this time. So then I felt a little bit more comfortable with their, with yeah. their well-being. But yes, we do have customers who are using the library completely differently than they did before. Yeah. And then, of course, now that we have our express services and people wanted they could start putting stuff on hold again, we had our, our usuals come back. They're just picking up or, you know, going in real quick. But there's still those power users that are borrowing, you know, up to 50 things every time. Oh, for sure. So they're back. What surprised you most about when we moved online? Like, were you surprised by the number of people that did come looking for us for, like, these e-memberships for questions for whatever like were you surprised by by those numbers I was surprised I was impressed I mean I knew that if they couldn't come to the door they would find us one way or the other Mm -hmm. I think I was more surprised by how many people found their way to get what they needed whether it would be library stuff or people who figured out you know online groceries or you know uh, DoorDash or whatever it, it might be in order to try and get some kind of normalcy in their life so I wasn't surprised by the fact that they found us. I think I was more surprised by the amount of people who would ask for a card who've never had one. Yeah. And they need it now for their children or whatever. And those to me, they were surprising, but they were also kind of, you know, they were a shining light where it's like, look, people remember that we're here. And I think that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a brilliant thing. And that people found a way to make it work for them. Yeah. So even if they couldn't Managing come in. Managing a small in, change. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if they couldn't come in, they found a new way. I mean, we still have customers who do not want to put stuff on hold on the computer. That's fine. Give us a call. We yeah. put it on hold for you. We'll get you, get it to you one way or the other. It was the it was that first initial bit where we couldn't actually get physical materials to customers. That one I, you know, was a that one is a difficult one. Which leads directly into what I wanted to talk to you about was how did you feel that moment that you got the go-ahead, that oh. curbside could happen and physical say, items could go like out? It was literally almost one of the happiest days of my life. <laughs> I kid you not, because there was customers at the door yeah. and we could get stuff going again. You know, I want to get back. If I, you know, if I, if I could ma- wave my little magic wand and make COVID go away and everything would go back to not the way it was before, but get back into all full activity, yeah. that would be happy. But yes, the customer thing was probably the happiest day ever. <laughs> um, it was, it was extremely happy for me just to be able to see them and have them at the door. And they were so happy. And, yeah. yeah. Those early days in particular, like they, well, even now, it's nice to have interactions. Absolutely. I'm at the branches sometimes, and people will be surprised that we're open. Maybe mm-hmm. they picked up something during, because we had a um, curbside pickup at Daw and Timberlands as well. We're now open for express service in case people don't know or uh, don't remember. Um, but so, so people had come maybe early on in our curbside at Timberlands, for example, and then curbside no longer happens at Timberlands. You come in, and they'll come to the door, and they'll be like, I can come mm-hmm. in. It's like, yes, yes, come on in. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then please, it's, yeah. Come in. And it's a lot of 
the funny thing is you have a lot of regulars. You see people and you recognize people because library users to me seem to be like regular people. Mm -hmm. They're borrowing DVDs regularly, books, etc. whatever. They come in with their kids and get a handful of items. So even though you don't know their name and they don't know your name, they know your face. And it's like, oh, hi, like, Mm -hmm. how have you been? And it's this whole interaction of like, this is like a tiny bit of like normalcy. Mm -hmm. And I recognize this whole thing and it feels good to them and it feels good to you. So I've I've really liked that part, that wonder of like, I can come in. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and I mean, again, for me, even the first day of Holds Pickup was the same thing because, again, it was it was something that we were accustomed to. Yeah. And it was something else we could offer. I mean, even our first day of, like, doing our Holds process the normal way. Yeah. Because <laughs> for a while we didn't do it the normal way. That was, again, it was just like, oh, joy. Yeah. Because I do think as much as, and I do, I like change. It doesn't mean I want it every day in yeah. my life. Um, there's things that, we are accustomed to and that we know work well yeah um and not everything works great and that's why sometimes you know big chaos like this can be a good thing because we can find as you said new ways to do things yeah but it is nice to have some things that we know work well yeah and we know at the end of the day the process is better for the customers the process is better for the staff and the process is better just for the workflow so yeah. being able to get back to that normalcy was another one of yeah going back to days. our like our regular way of oh, doing holds so is much. really good particularly because like Daw and Timberlands are open, so people right. who use those branches know how to do a holds pickup and and yes. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's nice to be like, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you you know this exactly. part. Like it's yeah. it's the same. Yeah. And for us here to be like, it's the same. And yeah, I've I've really enjoyed it, yes. that part of it. Yeah, that was a very happy day for me. Yeah. Well, but speaking of which, um, so we've had curbside since May-ish? Yes. End of May? May 26th, I believe. Okay. Was the first day. Um, do you know how many items have circulated uh, since our reopening or which kind of Just about 14,500. That's a lot of items. That's just being checked out. Okay. Way. Yes. And then, of course, we're checking items in right. and putting things on hold. And those transactions, we call them, uh, which is every time a book moves through our system one way or the other, is... Uh, Basically, we have hands on the item. Exactly. Yeah. There, I believe, it's 46000 and some change. So we do move a lot of stuff. And we know that the shelves are really full. So, by the way, if you want to <laughs> get some... Put on some holds, yeah. Put some extra holds on and come and get a few more yeah. things from Your us. Your car can have up that. to 50, so stock yes, up. You yes. never know. <laughs> you know, I never would have thought we would have got to this number yeah. when we started because... The first week that I worked at home, figuring out all of these little things that we can do and getting staff arranged and all of those lovely things, I also started, I have notes, a plan on reopening. Yeah. And I had April, and then that moved to May, <laughs> and then that moved to June. And at least then we started some of the process. Well, and some of our people probably recognize that because their due dates, if they are yeah. account watchers, <laughs> yeah. they would see like, oh, we thought it was going to be April. Mm-hmm. We thought it was going yes. to be May. Like we Even when I got to June, I only went to June 15th yeah. instead of June 30th. <laughs> yeah. And then I only, so I started moving at a month at a time and then I went to two weeks at a time yeah. because I was so were there. And I think this entire COVID pandemic has gotten a lot farther through than I ever thought it would have. I could yeah. never imagine in my life that we would be sitting here in September. Yeah. Um, in not the same place, but in very in a similar, similar place. place. Yeah. Absolutely. In terms of, yeah, in terms of things being open or there being restrictions mm-hmm. or whatever yes. the case may be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, 
some of you probably recognize that our sort of final COVID uh, due date was uh, August 31st. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do thank everybody for returning their yes, items. Thank you very um, much. Were you surprised by how many came back I on was, August 31st? I was absolutely shocked by how many came back. That might be the highest amount of items we've ever returned in, was were returned in a single day. Yeah. I mean, we've had... Typically towards the end of uh, August, we do get a lot of returns because people are getting ready for school, and out of that summer thing and going into school mode. So we do usually get a lot, but I will say that was the most. Followed the very next day by the most holds we've ever picked in one day, yeah. in one location, uh, which was almost three hundred first thing in the morning. It was a lot. Yeah. So I love to see that though that the transition didn't stop with schools over. Here's all my stuff back, and now it's going to be quiet yeah. like we normally see. Um, yeah, that's that, true because we usually yeah. have a September lull. Um, yes. In the normal time, in the before mm-hmm. times, because like people would go back to school, go back to work, go back yep. to university, whatever it is, and it would be quieter here. Mm-hmm. And no, yep. like people are putting, which is great, continue putting holds, yes, um, continue visiting the branches. Mm-hmm. But it is pretty shocking how many items came back and how many people were like, yes. I need more items. Yeah. And we, part of the decision was not only to get the stuff back. I mean, we want stuff back, although, again, I don't mind if it's all out. Yeah. It doesn't bother me at a bit. But it was also, though, because we we were, of course, accepting holds. So there's yeah. people waiting for these items. So, And again, it just gets back to something that it seems a little bit more routine, yeah. a little bit more standard. So now we're back to, you know, your items are out for a normal length of time, and you can renew them if you need them, and then you'll return them. And when you put them on hold, you can... I'll keep your fingers crossed and you're pretty sure that you're going to get it within a reasonable amount of yeah. time. Because not six some, months. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not six months later. Because yeah. we did have some customers who held on to their stuff from February, March. I do still have a DVD from March. To be fair to me, yes. no one has it on hold. Oh, that's I'm good. not going to say the title have now because I feel like... No. Oh, see, that's okay. the most hilarious part. <laughs> I have had it since part. March 3rd. Yeah. And I, it's sitting beside my DVD player. I yeah. look at it upon occasion and I think, yeah. why are you keeping it? But at this point, well, I feel like... It's like... Now it's yes. one of those things. I have to watch it before yes. it comes back. I've had it half a year. Yeah. Well, my person does have a book that we signed out to go to Mexico in January. Yeah. And he still has it. And he still <laughs> randomly picks it up to look at it. But I do need to bring it back at some point. But it's so funny because, like, I had an interaction at DAW yesterday. And um, a lady came in and she had an audiobook And she's like, I'm so sorry. I got the email mm-hmm. and it said that this was due on the 31st. She's like, I sort of forgot about it. I've had it since March. I didn't even oh, yeah. listen to it. And she was horrified. And we were like, no, no. First of all, you're not the only yeah. one. Yeah, Second of all, not. you're not even talking mm-hmm. to people that haven't done exactly. that. Yeah. So don't be concerned. We which have is, all done the same thing. Which is nice, too. So, like, we are fine free right now because yeah. of... Um, well, multiple reasons. We've, what, COVID as mm-hmm. being one of them, but also because we quarantine items. Yes. So people, we're doing sort of the industry top standard right mm-hmm. now of quarantining items for a minimum of 72 hours. Yes. Um, which I think is sort of warranted, mm-hmm. perhaps. And I think it makes people feel safer borrowing from us as well, because you know that it's absolutely sat it's there. Sat at least that long. Yeah. If it sits longer, it's because we have to wait sometimes over the weekend bump yeah. to get to some of the things particularly at the branches earlier. yeah yes absolutely so but yeah, there's a lot of things don't be too concerned if your item has been on there for four days yeah it's okay we'll, we will get to it yeah, we will get and to also it. the fine free right now too allows for the quarantine period but it also allows to acknowledge that people are all in different situations still yeah um some people you know maybe their work situation's different and they haven't been around maybe they're ill maybe they're compromised so they don't feel comfortable going out yeah those are the kind of things we're trying to take all into effect 
or into thought is that, you know, we can do this spine free for our own purposes, yeah. but more importantly, we're doing it because we are acknowledging that everybody's situation is different. Yeah. And even, and just, you know, if you notice something weird on your card, just let us know because yeah. it's an easy fix. All we ask is that people be patient with <laughs> us because it's a learning Because we're curve, all learning, yeah. Sure. We're, it's a learning <laughs> curve for sure. And, you know, and I will say that a lot of the changes we did make as far as making a decision to, you know, cut off and like we're going to have this stuff come back and so customers can get their holds and we can get back into some kind of routine. And also even the... Um, the extra days on picking up holds, a lot of those things, even though they are driven by what we need to do for the safety of everyone, and they are, a lot of them were driven by customers. Customers yeah. saying, okay, so at what point do I am I going to get my hold from February? Well, yeah. this is good. And so a lot of that was still customer driven, which is still where we're trying to go, yeah. is what are they needing from us right now? And I think really when we go back to what you had said earlier, where, you know, what do you start with? Well, you start with the basic information. And the customers gave us a lot of lead way on what we should be doing yeah so what do they need right now in their life they need some books for their kids or they need ebooks for their kids because their kids are learning from home let's see what we can do and offer that well it and sort this... of informed the whole move for Absolutely. our work because like at the beginning we couldn't get out physical items so you would talk to people they'd want to place holds or mm-hmm. you know whichever and the biggest thing was like when can i get that physical book right so then that's when that became the first mm-hmm. thing. like how do we how do we get that yes and then it was well how many holds and curbside can we mm-hmm. do at all yeah. three branches and how can we expand that and now we're back to our regular to levels yeah. so it's 50 that you can have signed out and 50 that you can have on hold yes. so we've like increased 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 and um so i think that's been really good because our library users that are sort of new with us coming back they sort of can see i don't want to say the value but it is sort of like the value of like this is how much you have yes at your disposal yep, and absolutely. our regulars the people that have been using the library these many years can be like okay this is back to normal yes. i can manage this mm-hmm. i can make my plan um like yeah. homeschooling families or something like that exactly. where, where it's just easier for them what are some of the challenges that you foresee sort of over the fall oh boy um, I think you mean library related or like, yeah, like uh, with library service or with any changes in service. Like, are there any challenges that you sort of immediately foresee or things that I don't know you hope don't happen? Well, there is. I mean, I I, I like to look at them as considerations. Yeah. Um, because I, I for me, if I look at something as a challenge, it kind of puts a little bit of a stop there where I don't want things to stop. So okay. if I look at it as a consideration, what are the things we need to consider? Our biggest consideration now is now that school's in, yeah. what does COVID look like? Yeah. What happens with COVID? Because my biggest fear is that we're right back where we started in March. And that's I would I argue we're that. in a worse place than we were in March oh. in terms of our numbers. But I mean, we seem to still be open. Yes. Life well, seems to I be mean, back in March, along. like when everything was closed yeah. up again. And I don't want to go back there. No. I don't want it for us. I don't want it for our staff. I don't well, want it some for p- the city. I don't want it for anybody. Yeah. And some people might, might not be aware, depending on which branch you use or how. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you have school-aged children, uh, Timberlands functions as the school library for Colberry Wilson, and the Daw Branch functions sort of as a school library for St. Pat's. So in the past, we've worked very closely with the schools, gone into the schools, had the classrooms in our spaces, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So one of the, well, you, I would say challenge, but we'll say consideration, yes. is what? how do we do that school service? Right. So 
I mean, that's going to obviously be led a lot by what does the school need from us. Yes. Um, but it's definitely going to be a difference in service. Absolutely. It and in look, our days, too. Yeah, like, it will look a lot different, yeah. for sure. And we've kind of got ourselves set up, and we are just awaiting the school. Yeah. Because we are acknowledging that they have a lot to deal with they right do. now. And if we have a teacher who feels that some library books and some library time are something that she needs in she, he needs in their classroom. They, yeah. they need in their classroom. <laughs> we would certainly, you know, like we're, we're ready to go with that. Yeah. But it does look very different because, and of course, we're working with two different school systems mm-hmm. um, who have different rules. I mean, there's the Alberta there's education some, yeah. rules are pretty standard, but everyone is kind of making their own way through this. So like what works for the school. Exactly. Yeah. And what works for their particular class. Maybe they have younger children who have, you know, who are they're more concerned about or they need to focus on right now. I'm guessing the first few days they're just focusing on, you know, please don't kiss your friend. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Nobody should be looking yeah, faces. Exactly. <laughs> you know, don't put your hands there. Yeah. Those kind of things right now. And then we'll just let them settle a little bit. So they know we're here. They know we're ready for whatever it is we can do, whether it's just delivering a box of books to yeah. the school doors and they will pick them up because they have rules about their bubbles and yeah. who's in and who who's can be out. in yeah so we've made arrangements that you know if we can leave boxes of books at the door and they can come and get them and then they'll bring us their returns um they i, I do know that at this point we wouldn't be going into a classroom at this point um but we have made arrangements for whenever they're ready yeah that we will deliver a box of books to them or drop them off for them or they'll pick them up and they'll have some books in their classroom yeah. if they want them for a week great if they want them for two months that's okay yeah too. whatever <laughs> whatever we can offer them when they're ready for it. Well, and it's so interesting because the schools have unique considerations too. St. Pat's goes to ninth grade mm-hmm. and uh, E. Colberry Wilson goes to fifth grade. So you're yes. dealing with different demographics yeah. and different needs. So taking into account all of those mm-hmm. little things too. And just like, I will just say sort of selfishly, uh, so I was stationed at a uh, station, let's call it station, mm-hmm. uh, at Timberlands for three years. Um, so you are with the, the classes and they come in and they know you, oh, Miss Claire, yes, and you yeah. read them the and book. You know, all their, you know all their names. Yeah, right? and you read. know your little classes and yes. you set things aside for them because mm-hmm. you know them and they see you out at the grocery store. They're like, yes. Miss Claire, like that's going to be yeah. a different relationship for for this year because a lot of those students will know us from previous years so they would still recognize Mm -hmm. our faces but we don't have that sort of weekly interaction with them which is just one of those things that you just have to sort of get past but I do think about that too I liked being Miss Claire oh yes (laughs) yes when I when I the first year we opened Timberlands was it the first year yeah first year or maybe the second I worked at Timberlands every Tuesday so we had the same classes every Tuesday and you know all of their names and you watch them grow up and they're so cute and special I know from the beginning of the year to the end of the year crazy you yeah. know what they like to read, and you know yeah. how their how their class flows, and you know what their teacher expectations are, and you know who's going to be the first to choose absolutely. a book, and who's going to be the last absolutely. to choose yeah. a book, yeah. and who's going to sit while they're waiting in line, and who's not. Yeah, uh, you get to know all of those things about them, and again, with all of our customer base, it's the same thing. Like yeah. it's all changed. Even yeah. our regular customers that we're seeing now, even how they function, I think, yeah. in the library has changed a little bit. I'm glad that they've made the adjustments to be able to make those changes and yeah. so we still get to see them but even that has changed for yeah. me in, in how they how they use the library and how they visit us and you know what they're what they're needing and what they're doing i think some people are still covering the basic needs yeah i mean i'm still hoarding toilet paper i'm not gonna lie i was not <laughs> oh let you're me one just of say them. i was not one of those people <laughs> I am by nature a toilet paper hoarder. Toilet paper hoarder. So is my as Oma. I am, she was totally as I prepared. am hand sanitizer. Yeah, always been and hand. Soap. I've been a li- I've been a Lysol wipe 
hoarder oh, these many years. See, yeah. That's a wise move that <laughs> yeah. I did not make. Um, so, but yeah, people, I still think, even I, I have a good supply of books at home right now yeah. because I was one of those people who had one book checked out when we closed. Yeah. So I started doing a borrowing step drop off with my sisters because that's the only way any of us could read. Yeah. Uh, I had nothing. I was horrified. <laughs> I was like, so I, I tend to keep a little stack just in case. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could have borrowed from your expensive <laughs> library that you have at your home. But I think people still... They're using it differently, but they've made a way to make it work for them, which yeah. is lovely. But I do think people are still maybe just sitting like, just in case yeah. something changes. Don't know. Yeah. So it is. We don't know. It's about being, it's about taking those things into consideration and being aware that they're there. But for me personally, I don't try to plan because of considerations. I plan. Or like dwell with, on it. Yeah. I plan with a consideration. Like, yeah. let's go ahead and move on to step two. Yeah knowing that this, this, and this could happen. But one thing we have learned in all of these months is that, you know what, we'll make it work, we'll yeah. make it happen. I tell a lot of the staff, um, we have a lot of staff doing a lot of things that they didn't normally do before. Yeah. And But I always tell them like, there's nothing life or death here. As long as you don't remove a customer from the database, <laughs> I can fix just about anything yeah. you do. If they get- Even then. They, <laughs> even then, <laughs> yeah. I can probably figure it out. But even if they get what they need at that moment, yeah. just get it. Like, how did you get there? It doesn't matter. It does not matter yeah. to me. As long as we get to Z, I'm not worried about the rest of the alphabet right now. Yeah. We will get there. And as we learn things and when we go, great. But yeah. nothing is major. And I think that's the other thing that's shifted, at least for me, is that not that I was ever like real panic stricken about bad things that happen yeah. because they can be fixed. But it's just like, it's just easy. It's yeah. just simple right now. And it's not, I don't mean easy, easy. Yeah. But it's just, in my mind, it flows a little differently because we have went back to the foundation of what do you need? How can we get it to you? Let's just get it to you and let us figure out the rest. Yeah. And that, to me, has kind of eased the flow a little yeah. bit. I would agree with that. Since reopening or even during um, like our closed part of COVID, do you have, like, does any particular interaction stand out in your mind that you had with a with a patron or a customer? For me, it's the customers coming back to the door. Um, Those I first did, few times? The first few times, that was very exciting. But even before that, so our staff took on a little bit of a thing uh, when we were first closed and we got all the staff set up to work from home, where if they had a customer that they were familiar with, we would allow them to phone the customer to see if there was anything we could help them with to let them know what we were doing. And for some, they did they had, did not have a desire to have ebooks or anything like that. Right. But there was a connection there. It so was that interaction. It was those kind of conversations. And yeah. still to this day, when I am doing um, holds phoning or anything like that, there's a couple customers I know that I'm going to be able to have that conversation with. And just- Where it's not just like the business Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, for me, that's part of the reason I've stayed here forever is, you know, I books are great and all of the things we do are wonderful. Yeah. But for me, it's the customer. Yeah. And so having those little telephone conversations, one customer in particular, the very first time I called her just after we closed to just see if there was anything I could help her with, if she wanted to get eBooks or if I wanted, if she needed help getting set up online, anything like that. It was just the fact that we called because she would always visit with us when she was in. Yeah. And the, the gratitude that people have shown for being able to offer a service for me has been a lesson though. So when I go to a grocery store or I go to a store and people are still working hard and people are still getting your things is to share that gratitude with them as well, because mm -hmm. they are even, it doesn't matter if you're getting me a bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> I want those chips Which in that I moment. Which I have eaten a like, lot of yeah. during COVID by <laughs> yeah. the way, but I'm so grateful that they have done that because everyone yeah. who is at work is 
in is putting themselves at a little bit of risk. Anybody yeah. who goes out into the community is a little bit of risk. Yeah. So being able to do that, well, everything is so strange. And what they've provided and what we have been able to provide in some way is some level of normalcy yeah. for... Or just connection, if nothing else. Absolutely, and you have that connection with them. But for this particular customer, for us to be able to have just a conversation about life in general, that was some normalcy for her. And Mm -hmm. that, I think, was was a a page-turner for me, for sure. I was like, wow, this is as much about the customer as I always knew it was, because I love the customers. So Well, and it's so interesting, like, I... I mean, we all have these conversations and, and that sort of thing. And you do realize like servers or people that are working in mm-hmm. grocery stores, like people who work in sort of service led industries yes. or um, like, I guess we're calling them essential workers mm-hmm. now, which clearly they are. Absolutely. Um, when you think about yourself on like the customer side, mm-hmm. you can see yourself then on the employee side Absolutely. as well. And I think people who do work in that customer service based work, because customer service based work is a lot of different work. Absolutely. Um, I think you have a better interaction with people because you understand the person that you're talking to Absolutely. that you yeah. see on that daily is not necessarily making those choices that maybe you're right. not happy with yeah. or maybe something is frustrating mm-hmm. or whatever. So I do like the interactions. Like I've had more or less positive. I mean, yes. not everyone is happy all the time. Not everyone is happy all the time. <laughs> but That's more okay. or less, like I've had really nice conversations with new people and yes. regulars and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then being out in the world you like at a grocery my mom works at uh, a grocery store Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say which one (laughs) but she works at a grocery (laughs) store and at the beginning of covid so like she worked the entire time in Mm -hmm. the store um at the beginning of covid one person would go into shop they would buy their basket full of things and like it was crickets Mm -hmm. like people were following those arrows and Mm -hmm. being so like thankful to them to being open and you know all that kind of stuff and she's noticed a shift and people are sort of back to their I don't want to say entitled ways, but like a little bit entitled ways. And that did make me sad. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about like giving customer service, but also receiving customer service and how important that is to like our society. Absolutely. Because so many jobs that you don't even think about, but they're Mm -hmm. customer service based. You're giving a service or you're giving a product Mm -hmm. to a customer and you need to create relationships. And I think that the library has been quite successful at creating long-term relationships with people in the community. So to see those continue during a time of chaos Mm -hmm. and upheaval, I think has been really nice for staff, like selfishly for staff to see like, oh, I can call that person. I know their voice and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's also for that person that maybe we are their interaction for the day and that we didn't forget about them. Mm -hmm. And it's that reciprocal sort of connection that, I don't know, like that seems more important when the other things are quieter. I agree completely. I mean, it's even it's even louder when yeah. other things are quieter, and that is its importance. And I think that when we have that that connection with someone, we trust. We have a, a level of trust with them. Not like you know they're going to come sit in my house while I'm yeah. on vacation, but we trust that that interaction will be good. We yeah. trust that they will have the time for us. We trust that they'll remember our name. Yeah. I have people at my favorite grocery store who know exactly what I get at the yeah. deli every single week, yeah. and I love that about people. <laughs> yeah. My favorite restaurant where I order food from, they know exactly what my order is, and I've ordered consistently from them even yeah. through COVID and got delivery and yeah. you know what have you. 
that is a bit of a trust that you don't want to break and you don't want to lose that. So for us, I mean, part of that phoning customers to say, you know, is there anything else? We know we don't have everything right now, but is there anything else we can help you with? And maybe it was just that conversation was part of continuing that trust with us. And again, those are things that I find people find foundational so they they can continue through because it's something that they can do. We do have one customer who um, due to her her uh, health situation hasn't actually went anywhere since COVID started mm-hmm. and but she is someone who puts books on hold regularly and has someone come to pick them up for her her husband comes into town like once a week to get her stuff but we phone her probably three times a week and that is her interaction and the yeah. time that we can spend on the phone with her means a lot to her it means a ton to us yeah because if she stopped calling we'd know that we broke some trust somewhere that yeah. we've lost something so the fact that people continue to come in means they still have trust in what we have to offer and that's huge for me I mean my brain game these days to try and keep my memory fresh because it's getting (laughs) bad and I'm sure you know you've worked at the door with me is how many people do I know by their their faces and can I remember their last name and for me I am reestablishing why I'm here I'm reestablishing that I love this customer not because I know their last name but I just I've that is my connection for them yeah and then by knowing it they're like wow you still remember who I am and they recognize it absolutely and they do recognize it and I do think they recognize it more but I want to continue that trusting relationship of being able to have those interactions and things that they could expect before even though it's not everything it's a lot of what it was before yeah and that's been like thinking about the names that's been an interesting part of being back in circulation services mm-hmm. type of thing. I'll see someone. So. I love that you're back more often. <laughs> I'll see someone and I'll be like, oh, like, I know you. Yes. Like, maybe it's been a minute, but like, mm-hmm. I know you. I know that your last name is this. Yes. And I get their items and they seem sort of excited that I remember. And then you have like a, where have you been? And like, whatever. Yes. And it's like this whole like little interaction. Yeah. And maybe it's like three minutes, but it just like, you leave that little interaction just feeling Absolutely. so like oh, light. Yeah. And like, so do they. Yeah. And that's the thing is they, you know, they love that. I think they do. I love it as a customer when I go and someone knows who I am. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It freaked me out the first few times at my favorite coffee shop. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, you're getting this and this. Yes. I was like, how do you know? Like, know. They know. <laughs> yeah. And I love that they know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my food thing is the same thing. Oh, you just have to say, hi, it's Karina. And they're like, okay. Yeah. And they know exactly <laughs> what I'm ordering, which again, puts me in you know, mind of that awful... Um, I think it was a Sex in the City movie or one of those oh, movies where Miranda, they already, where she yeah they already know what she orders. They <laughs> yeah. don't. She just has to say her name. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. But I love that they take a minute to figure yeah. that out, and that's kind it makes of, you feel seen absolutely in a different way. Absolutely. So to offer that, like when you have that little moment, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. they remembered me. Like exactly. they cared that I phoned back, yeah. and, and I, for yeah, us I to offer that, that to people too. That. And yeah. that's the thing. I, I I think that is a trust relationship when you can establish that with your customers. So you're not giving them everything, but you might be giving them more than you think That's by true. having an interaction with them or knowing their last name or being able to say, oh, hey, I haven't seen you for a yeah. while. How are you? That is a trust relationship to me. And that's what we've been trying to maintain the entire time is that you know, even though we don't have everything and it might be a little while before we have everything, we have as much as we can, but we do have, we have your back. Like we want to be able to get you as many things as you can or answer your questions for you or or whatever. That relationship to me is very important. I think that's a really good place to end it because the library is so, it's a reciprocal relationship. Like the library exists because of the community. Mm-hmm. And I like to think that the library acts as an anchor to that community that, that they find themselves in. Yeah. So I think that those little interactions and those little positive moments are 
I think that's a good, a, yeah. a good place to leave it because and, it's But if like... I may, you can, you can cut it out later. Like, <laughs> I think the community needs to know that when they are supporting us, when yeah. they're getting their books, when they're phoning us and asking us questions, whatever it is, when they're supporting us, they are actually allowing, they're giving the staff a foundation as well because mm-hmm. this is, for a lot of us, this is it. Like, yeah. this is this is what we do, and there's a reason why we do it. So they are often, they're giving us a foundation. They're giving us an anchor because they're keeping things going. It's and so true. It's important yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, and when you think about how our work lives did change, and, like, for everyone, everyone mm-hmm. had sort of a radical change, but we went from working with the public all day, every day, yes. to being very separated from each other mm-hmm. and from public. I mean, you would have phone calls or emails, but I'm sure as we all recognize, mm-hmm. it's not quite the same feeling. The- so Karina, thank you for joining the podcast thank for our premiere episode of season two. Thank you for having me back. We are going to be ending like we love to end with mm-hmm. what we're reading and watching and listening to. So Karina, what have you been reading? Reading. I have been reading uh, David Rosenfeld, who's a mystery oh. writer, and I found one of his books on our shelves just randomly, uh, probably a year ago, and then and quite enjoyed it. Read the second one, quite enjoyed it, and then um, really didn't look any further. And then one of our lovely customers, whom I had a lovely phone call with, <laughs> told me all about the one she was reading, so I got into reading the rest of his series. So mystery, my typical. Yeah. Although I did read a romance. Don't fall off your chair. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, Nora Roberts' Shelter in Place. For anyone who hasn't read it, it's lovely. And as Claire told me, it's not really a romance. <laughs> and it was really great. Um, and I really enjoyed that one. Uh, listening to, I have been listening to Alanis's, Alanis Morissette's new CD, which I'm not a new album, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm not usually an Alanis Morissette fan. Really? For some reason, I love this album. Um, it is very true life, real things. There's a song there called Diagnosis. So if you've ever been sad in your life, you should listen to it because it just puts thing in perspective it's a lovely album so Aww. quite enjoying it even though it's very sappy for me <laughs> uh, I do enjoy that quite often and the killers had a new album which I'm really enjoying as well and oh I yeah they re- were good oh it is yeah. very good yes and then I started um re-watching Sherlock actually because I'm not <gasps> I love Sherlock. I'm not big on tv I haven't reopened my Netflix for a while yeah. and I've been listening to more music than anything but um yeah I was looking for something and flipping through the channels and Sherlock was on so I got back in Sherlock again which I love I love yeah. the music with it I love everything how it's Sherlock. filmed it looks love so it. good yeah, yeah. The cinematography is amazing oh. on that so I've been quite enjoying Benedict Cumberbatch once again that makes me feel yes. like I want to rewatch. It's worth it. Totally worth it. Um, I will highlight one book that I read uh, in the last couple of weeks. It's a YA called More Than Just a Pretty Face by Syed M. Masood. And it's about sort of like modern day teens trying to navigate being like American teens, but they're also Muslim and uh, their parents expect them to have arranged marriages and that sort of thing. And it's all done in an extremely positive life. light. Like, it's not like the children don't want to have these parts mm-hmm. of their culture, which I really, really liked. Because it was like a teen book, but it wasn't like, oh, we're oppressed or we're this right. way or whatever. It was just, it was so positive. feel good. And oh. at the end, the dad and the boy that you follow throughout the whole thing, honestly, I got verklempt telling my mom oh, about it. So we won't that. talk about it right now. It was so cute. I loved it so much. Um, listening to... I've been listening to a ton of audiobooks since like COVID. Wow. 
because I would have them on in the background working from home. And then now, like when we're shelving or whatever, it's almost always an audiobook unless it's the Hamilton soundtrack. Oh, because then it's the Hamilton which, soundtrack, which I also have learned to enjoy. <laughs> working with Claire at the desk. Yeah, <laughs> it is quite lovely, actually. <laughs> I'm like it's an obsession. I won't lie. Um, but I listen to Man's Search for Meaning by Victor E. Frankel because mm-hmm. I see it everywhere and people reference it all the time. And it was a fairly short listen. Um, it was good. It related a lot of his work in the like psychology field. Mm-hmm. to being in like holocaust camps and Ooh. things it was so like it's not a light listen yeah. uh, but it's finding like nice things or like happy moments yes. in terrible sadness mm-hmm. and ruin so it was it was good and then i'm obsessed and i was telling karina about this earlier i am obsessed with this alien uh <laughs> audiobook it's a dramatized audiobook so all the parts have different characters so it's like you're listening to a play and it sounds like the movies. So it's like they could be a continuation of the Alien movies. And I love those movies. And you just listen to it. And I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. So I'm on the second one. There's only three. It'll be I a love that day. it sounds like a play, though. Because oh, it's so good. It they just... even have like noises for like the feet walking away. Oh, I love that. Or like the alien has that very particular like screechy sound. Mm-hmm. So like you'll hear it in the background yes. once in a while. And you just be like. Because you can create the character everything. in your head that way. Yes. Instead of waiting for someone to read to you what the well, character is Well, and I don't like. really love audiobooks particularly like fiction ones that have voices for the like one person voicing all the characters i i really can struggle with that Mm -hmm. so i like that all their voices are just their own thing and then i was actually really struggling with like what am i watching because i haven't really been watching Mm -hmm. anything of note but i will say what i've been watching it's a little bit embarrassing but i'll say it nonetheless i have gotten really yeah i've gotten really into commentary youtube (laughs) Like, interesting yeah that's that's what covid did to me i clearly wanted human interaction yes and commentary youtube interesting. i watch commentary on things that i don't even know anything about they'll be like this creator said this and then there'll be a whole like, wow. commentary around it it's so bad but i'm so obsessed so yeah. what do you think about if, if i can ask yeah what about the commentary what is it that's true is i it- don't know like i like the like i've only found two that i really really like one is called smoky glow and one mm-hmm. is called luke alexander and they'll talk about the issue and sort of like, so they'll give a history, a brief history, because I don't know anything mm-hmm. about YouTube. Uh, they'll give a brief history on what it is, and then they'll give their opinion, but they're such genuine people, and they don't give it with malice. It's not like this mm-hmm. person is a horrific person, right. whatever. Um, it's just really like grounded, like, as though you're having a conversation with someone. Well, that's probably why you like, like so yeah, so you're listening, you're like, oh, things. and then you have that moment of like, how do I feel about that or whatever? Yes. Even though I don't know these people, yeah. I never watched them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter at all. So commentary YouTube. That's awesome. where I am. Awesome. Yeah, I like it's that. very bad. I like it. It's <laughs> so, not bad. I it's so it. lame. I think it's great. And YouTube knows now. I usually watch it on my Apple TV, but yes. now my phone, like, oh. I'll be at DAW and mm-hmm. it'll be my lunchtime and they'll be like, oh, Smoky Glow has a new video. Yay. I'm just like, oh. I get that for my <laughs> Trevor Noah has a new podcast yeah. this morning. Okay. Do you listen to his podcast? I it's do on like that Luminary, podcast. isn't it? I do like his podcast. Yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to him. I like his voice. <laughs> He's. <laughs> To be honest, yeah, I could listen to Colin Farrell read me a recipe all day if somebody like anybody with an accent. I mean, yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, it was good. So until next time, uh, we'll be coming back in at the beginning of October, celebrating all things Canadian Library Month. So tune in where our guest will be Karen Drock. So thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.